this maybe that you got when you came in. We're looking tonight at paragraph six in the confession. We're still under this first chapter on the topic of the Holy Scriptures. And again, the foundation of, of all that we believe flows from the Scriptures. And as we consider these truths, let me read paragraph 6. The whole counsel of God concerning all things necessary for His own glory, man's salvation, faith, and life is either expressly set down or necessarily contained in the Holy Scripture, unto which nothing at any time is to be added, whether by new revelation of the Spirit or traditions of men. Nevertheless, we acknowledge the inward illumination of the Spirit of God to be necessary for the saving understanding of such things as are revealed in the Word, And that there are some circumstances concerning the worship of God and government of the church common to human actions and societies which are to be ordered by the light of nature and Christian prudence according to the general rules of the word which are always to be observed. I wish we could say we planned this, that the catechism this morning would go along with this, but... uh, Uh, That is to the praise of God and and His providence in this. But think about where we've kind of come through chapter 1. The Word of God, what it is, how do we know it's the Word of God, the fact that they are sufficient. But tonight we're looking at at this paragraph talking about how, first of all, the content of the Scriptures. What do they contain? It contains... All things necessary for God's own glory, first and foremost. That all things that the, that the scriptures, and we've been reminded of this on, in recent days, that the center of the scriptures is God himself. That's the primary. There's many secondaries and wonderful things that we see about how God is working and, and the, the truths to apply into our lives. But first and foremost, the scriptures reveal God himself and bring him glory. But then secondly, the content of the scriptures is that which brings man's salvation or is concerning Paul wrote to Timothy in 2 Timothy 3.15 that from childhood you have known the Holy Scriptures which are able to make you wise for salvation through faith which is in Christ Jesus. We saw last time that in paragraph uh, I'm getting the paragraphs mixed up. You have general revelation, enough to help us to know that there is a God and that we are not God. It's enough, as Paul says, to condemn us, but not to save us. It's the special revelation that reveals the path of salvation. And in the finished word of God, we have all that we need to understand man's salvation. But then faith, we saw this morning, faith comes by hearing and hearing by what? The word of God for life, for obedience, maybe a different way of saying that in second Peter one, three, his divine power has given us all things that pertain to life and godliness through the knowledge of him who called us by glory and virtue. 
And so we see the, the content of the scriptures is God-centered and sufficient to understand salvation, faith, and life. And notice that phrase is either expressly set down or necessarily contained. I think it's the Westminster Confession uses the phrase uh, by um, good and necessary consequences. That sometimes we may not have chapter and verse for this particular point. But what we can see is this truth here and this truth over here. And by good and necessary consequence or by, by wisdom, take those things and to bring them into the light of truth. That we might understand it rightly. But notice where this flows from, that these are contained in the Holy Scripture. But then we're reminded the completeness of the Scriptures when it says, unto which nothing at any time is to be added. I think often we can agree with that. But notice, the writers wrote it this way, whether by new revelation of the Spirit or traditions of men. I think sometimes we can land in one of those ditches. The traditions of man can be elevated uh, above Scripture and we can put our, our hope and trust looking to them. Or we can be looking to ourselves in, in a new revelation. And notice that Paul himself said, even if an angel comes to you, reject. One preaching another gospel. Why? Because the Scriptures are complete and sufficient as 2 Timothy 3, 16 and 17 say, all scripture has been given by inspiration of God and is profitable for doctrine, for reproof, for correction, for instruction in righteousness, that the man of God may be complete, thoroughly equipped for every good work. If there was something still needed of the scriptures, we could not be thoroughly equipped for every good work. And so the scriptures themselves are complete one little side note, often, uh, and I'm blanking on the reference in Revelation, the warning John gives to not add a letter to that book, it's speaking directly of Revelation. So be careful not using that in an apologetic sense. Um, sure, by application, we can see to the whole breadth of Scripture, but sometimes we use that verse out of context that John is speaking directly to Revelation. I think the better thing is to look at 2 Timothy 3 to say, if Scripture, if we were still needing revelation today, then Paul could not have said that the Scriptures are sufficient. So what a joy it is that we have the complete Scriptures. But then we see kind of the application from this morning's catechism question. We acknowledge the inward illumination of the Spirit of God to be necessary so it's not just the facts upon the page that give us the information of how to be saved. There's an agent that needs to go with that. I kind of put it this way, the companion of the scriptures, not one that is apart from the scriptures, because everything about the scriptures flows from and through the Holy Spirit. That no, <coughs> no prophecy of man comes by man's own will, but by the inspiration of the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit has brought forth the word of God written. The Holy Spirit then brings that written word to life in our souls through his work. 
That's why Jesus praying in his high priestly prayer said, when the spirit of truth comes, he will guide you into all truth. For he will not speak on his own authority, but whatever he hears, he will speak and he will declare to you the things that are to come. He will glorify me for he will take what is mine and declare it to you. John in his epistle in 1 John 2.20 says, but you have been anointed by the Holy One and you all have knowledge. He goes further in verse 27. He says, but the anointing that you received from him abides in you. And you have no need that anyone should teach you, but as his anointing teaches you about everything and it is true, it is no lie, just as it has taught you, abide in him. Sometimes people want to falsely say, well, this is why we shouldn't have teachers. No, that's not the point that John is pointing to. He's saying we don't need anything other greater than the spirit provides. That spirit is the teacher. The means by which that takes place is through the proclamation of truth. Even as John's saying that, why, why would he write an epistle if he's saying you don't need to be taught? He's teaching himself through, through his written word. But he's showing that the sufficiency is through the work of the spirit in the lives of the people. And so the spirit is still sufficient today to illuminate the scriptures Mr. Powers kind of used the, this concept this morning of you can read it, but then all of a sudden there's that aha. And that's the work of the Spirit. To take just the white and black on a page and to illuminate the heart, to receive it, to believe it, and to live according to it. That there, are, <clears throat> there is the need of the Spirit of God to bring that saving understanding. Really quickly, let's look at 1 Corinthians chapter 2. Really, this entire chapter points us to the sufficiency of the word being proclaimed. Paul says in verse 4, My speech and my preaching were not with persuasive words of human wisdom, but in demonstration of the Spirit and of power, that your faith should not be in the wisdom of men, but in the power of God. And then he goes on to say, here's what this looks like. Jump down to verse 9. As it is written, Eye has not seen, nor ear heard, nor have entered into man the, into the heart of man the things which God has prepared for those who love him. But God has revealed them to us through his, what? Spirit. For the Spirit searches all things, yes, the deep things of God. For what man knows the things of man except the spirit of the man which is in him? Even so, no one knows the things of God except the spirit of God now. We have received not the spirit of the world, but the spirit of who is from God. That we might know the things that have been freely given to us by God. Then he continues in verse 13. These things we also speak not in words which man's wisdom teaches, but which the Holy Spirit teaches. Comparing spiritual things with spiritual, but... The natural man does not receive the things of the Spirit of God, for they are foolishness to him. 
Not that he can know them because they are spiritually discerned. Again, Paul is pointing us to say, here's our hope. Here's the work of the Spirit to bring and to illuminate and to help us understand that work. What a joy it is that that Spirit is sufficient to bring the understanding that we need. There's been too many times where I've been studying a passage and things just are not coming together. Not making sense. And I realize, how much am I praying about this passage? And just taking time and saying, Lord, teach me. Holy Spirit, instruct me in these truths. Not to go in my wisdom, in my direction. And it's not some mantra we preach or say to ourselves that all of a sudden hocus pocus it poofs into our mind but it's that reminding of holy spirit i need your help to understand this i need your help to be able to understand it rightly to then rightly divide this word and then as the word is proclaimed i need the holy spirit to then bring to the hearts and minds of you pretty amazing to think it was the spirit that brings the written word it's the spirit that illuminates the word and the spirit that continues to drive home the word so the spirit is what we need in all things what a gift we have of the spirit that is why i believe jesus said wait until the holy spirit has come upon you for the enablement of ministry But that enablement, it was not just the power for them to preach, but for the Holy Spirit to be working in the lives of people as well in those unique ways. A reminder to the apostles as they were going out that their hope was not in the power of their own wisdom, but in the power of God through the Holy Spirit. And then the paragraph concludes here in chapter or paragraph six. There are some circumstances concerning the worship of God, government of the church, common to human actions and societies, which are to be ordered in the light of nature and Christian prudence, according to the general rules of the word, which are always to be observed. There's this recognition. Again, kind of like what we said a little bit ago. Scripture doesn't address every little thing. And so there's times when we need to take wisdom and apply wisdom. But we always need to be careful when we're discussing things that it's not my own personal preferences or my own um, history, what I'm used to. But that when we're discussing different things of how do we flesh these things out, that we're continuing to always be driven by the grid work of Scripture. So it's not my preference or tradition, but we submit to the word of God because it is a treasure. It's the recognition that we need that word. And it is sufficient for all of life and godliness. And so that's why we need to be people of the word. We need to read it. We need to study it. We need to let it saturate our lives to let the word of Christ dwell in us richly. And those aren't things that just come 
by happen chance, it's intentional. The repetitiousness, the, the reading, the memorization. But why do we do that? Because that's the means by which God has said he works. Through the spirit that brings life and light to the words. So what a joy it is as we have the word of God. We open it, study it, and proclaim it. Well, as we continue this 